Coming up, karate, scheduled episodic television, fast food pizza, and virtual real estate. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics that you for or against. Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? I also drink milk and self-driving cars. You're listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. Fake fighting, fake stories, fake cheese, and fake real estate. It's all really here on For or Against. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Joining me today are Pat Lothian, Mike Winan, and Rob Silver. Hello, friends. Hey, I like, I like what you did there hey. with the fake. <laughs> each topic we're talking about, that was good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. well, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to get Mike's some. Wrote it. Probably going to get some pushback on 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 one aspect of that. But hey, let's oh, go ahead true. and let's let's jump right into um, things and let's start with our weekly update. Mike Winand, what's going on in your life? Uh, I was um, on another podcast because because uh, if if one hour of talking to me is uh, is not enough for you, uh, there's another hour of me out there. I, I was on with the uh, folks from Let Me Ask You a Question. Uh, Anthony and EJ uh, had me on to talk about friendship. Um, so uh, give that a listen wherever uh, wherever podcasts are found. All right, Some place That's where nice. this podcast is found, I think. Yeah, the internet, the in internet. <laughs> All right, Pat, what's going on with you? I'm always tired. <laughs> Why are you always tired, Pat? Because I have a baby. Nah, they don't sleep I didn't, good. Yeah, no, well, I didn't know that, like, even when she's sleeping good, I have to wake her up to feed her. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> it's funny, the other day she uh, was falling asleep early, and I'm like, Oh, we could get like a good night. So I'm like, no, we have to no. wake up in three hours. No. <laughs> She's got chores, notably eating. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does get better. But in for us, it took like a full year, almost a full year to get to a place where it's like, we know we can get a reliable sleep every uh-huh. night. You'll get some some nights where you have pleasant surprises before yeah. them, but it's not really till like a year where you're like, okay, I can rely on de- decent sleep. It, it's just strange because you're used to like day being one thing and night being one thing. <laughs> it's like it's all the same day. It just it split into three hour chunks. <laughs> Well, hopefully this uh, weekly podcast can help you um, keep track of delineate time. time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robbie, how about you? What's going on in your life? This morning, I got my second dose of Pfizer. Way to go! I got that vaccinated attitude. Feeling good. Feeling All fine. Right. Glad to hear it. When you you got it today? This morning, and I'm still this going morning. strong. Okay. I'm a good. little concerned that I might get. Kicked in yeah. the stomach tonight. Yeah, halfway through this podcast. Yeah, yeah. There, sometimes it's rough, but everybody's everybody is different. Yeah, I'm I'm singing, so I'm feeling good right now. Fingers crossed, too. All right, my update is that I am going back to in-person work on Monday. Whoa! Whoa. How about that? Ooh. Yeah. Congrats. So awesome. it's been it's been a full year, more than a year since I've been in my buildings, you know, in, in the building where I work. So it's going to be going to be different and uh i'll let you well, know you don't have much of a commute so. no i don't i do not have much of a commute <laughs> how, how many right. students are in the physical classroom with you oh, at the time? every class is a little bit different i would say about maybe less than half of the students are back fully so there's still a lot of students that are zooming into class and so we're still doing like half of the class on zoom half of the class in person 
and um, each class is a little bit different. So everybody I gets like... the same credit. <laughs> right. All right, gentlemen. Well, good to have you here. Let's play for against. You know how this works. We'll each pose a topic. We'll talk about that topic. And then we'll decide if we are for or against that topic. And this evening, I'm going to take the lead. And my topic for the evening is karate. Gentlemen, I want you to put yourself back into uh, your your kid shoes. All right. I want you to think about like when you're eight or nine years old. Uh, maybe you just watched. Uh, three ninjas uh you, you you saw the three kids who happened to be home alone who i forget the exact plot but somehow their grandfather did not did not look <laughs> related to them but anyway like they had to fight bad guys and they all knew karate or some sort of martial art like i really wanted to do karate when i was a kid and i'm trying to decide like is karate something I still want to do? Have I grown out of karate? And I'd like you guys to help me uh, formulate my opinion on uh, these matters related to martial arts. Uh, it doesn't have to be karate. If you want to talk about other martial arts, go ahead. And Robbie, I'd like to start with you, our resident karate expert. Yes, I have no idea why you think that. I did not take a single lesson of karate or any martial art. What? Never. You're so poor. Why are you so good at karate? <laughs> why are you kick me in the head every time I see you? Your roundhouse kick is incredible. I watched all three um, installments of The Karate Kid. Uh, okay. and there's, so... there's four, plus a TV show. <laughs> yeah. And then The Next Generation. And, yeah. uh, so I don't care at all about karate or martial arts, which is weird to say because I like The Karate Kid. I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They did... Do they do karate or a different form of martial arts? I don't know. They had Master Splinter. They were involved in that world somehow. Uh, but general Japanese martial arts, they did like Aikido and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that too. Yeah. So. Mixed yeah. martial arts before first. MMA. Mixed martial arts. <laughs> before so, you go and, any forward, Robbie, can I just ask, as a kid though, were you, did you care about karate? Did like, were you into it? Did you watch those movies? Be like, I want to do that. No, not once. I never uh, asked my parent. <laughs> <laughs> is this really shocking me, Pat? I can't tell. Uh, I no, it didn't appeal to me. I'd like. Okay. I I'm not really a violent person, and I know that martial arts is not about violence; it's about self defense, but or something self discipline. Like self discipline. I am about self discipline, so maybe when you put it that way, in hindsight, maybe I would be into it nowadays. But uh, nah, it was like you know what I think at the time. I thought it was like the douchey kids who wanted to be good fighters. Uh, if that makes any sense. Like it was the kids who sounds like a wine and point. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but it, it, it always felt like the kids who wanted to be tough, who weren't really that tough. And they were the annoying kids who tried being tough. And I didn't want to be that. If that makes any sense. Okay. All right. I don't All right. All right, you pick the wrong person to go first. I don't want karate <laughs> in around me. I'm against. No, that's fine. That that's that's a perfectly acceptable response <laughs> to this. I'm not I'm not fishing for a yes. I should start taking karate lessons. <laughs> I want to know eh, how do we feel about karate now that we're in our mid thirties. Pat, let's go to you. Karate. Did you like it as a kid? <laughs> as a kid, I enjoyed um, the Three Ninjas movie. I I loved the Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't. Re I don't think I've actually. Who's seen your turtle? It was Donatello. The lamest <laughs> one? The lamest one, yeah. I don't yeah, know why. That makes Raphael a lot of sense. The no, the, no, Raphael no, the, was the lamest. No, Donatello. Why? Because he was, he was he the, broke smart the rules, one, And he just had a stick. 
<laughs> McFadden's definitely a Leonardo, and wine is a Michelangelo. Oh yeah, pizza no, by Michelangelo. Ed. Yeah, Michelangelo. <laughs> no anchovies, baby. No, McFadden, you wish you were Michelangelo, but you're Leonardo. And that's not a bad thing Fine. to be. Leonardo I'm, was the leader. Yeah, you're Leonardo, yeah. my man. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right, I'll take it. Sorry, uh, Pat. <laughs> karate. Rob, you can be I, Raphael because that's the one that we don't have. That's fine. <laughs> um, I don't We're dressing I... up like this for Halloween, by the way. <laughs> Let Pat talk. <laughs> Anatello? Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it, Don. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any of the Karate Kid movies. Uh, maybe like 10 what? minutes here and there. But I have watched both seasons of Cobra Kai. And it's the <laughs> most like... Why would you watch Cobra Kai without having that's, watched Karate Kid? That's first? cuckoo banana shit. That's bonkers. It's because I still get the nostalgia, but I don't have to watch the old shitty movies. I get to watch the new shitty show. I think the old, movies are superior. Yeah, isn't especially a the pre, first one. Isn't a prerequisite to feeling nostalgia having experienced <laughs> it once is. prior? <laughs> I don't think so. It's a separate <laughs> feeling altogether. I do think that you should start doing karate, Mike. But I have to warn you, if I've learned anything from Cobra Kai, the next problem you come up against, you're going to have to use karate to solve it. Immediately. That will be your only tool from now on. Uh, but four. I'm going to go four. As a, as a teacher of children, that might be problematic. <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, I'd, I feel like you might be able to give us a, a sound, reasonable you know, response to this question. Four against karate. Uh, four. I, okay. I think I took two karate classes at the Glenview Park District because they were free. Uh, <laughs> but I remember I remember horse pose and that's it. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it was seemed like a good way to, to work out. Um, you know what I know about martial arts, if I can if I can pull back a little bit more generally, um, you know, uh, karate being an Okinawan martial art you know, a subset of Japanese martial arts and then, you know, East Asian martial arts, you know, starting with Kung Fu 3000 years ago or whatever it is in China. You know, it's it's a history and there's a lot going on and it's not necessarily all about fighting. Um, and so I can really appreciate that. I th I'm very surprised, Rob, you being someone who's so into meditation and into inner thought and, and self-reflection to uh, be against karate and, and martial arts generally is I think that that is its prime objective. If I can read from the third paragraph of the karate page of Wikipedia, please do. Uh, yeah. Uh, karate. Really the, the handbook by martial which every arts, karate kid lives by. Shoujin Nanagame said that karate may be considered a conflict with oneself or a lifelong marathon, which can be only won through self-discipline, hard training in one's own inner creative efforts. And I can't be against any of that. So yeah, I think like, uh, you know, when we think of karate, like what you said in the outline, Mike, you chose karate instead of uh, jujitsu or, uh, you know, Akito. Akito or the other ones, because karate is the funnest one to say. But like yeah. Taekwondo is super fun to say. But, you know, in general, all of these things are, are more of a self-practice, right? You know, people aren't, maybe they are learning it to be uh you know better in a street fight and and us, god knows i could certainly use a trick or two but um <laughs> like you know you know just in case that happens but um i, feel I like, think these that, are all whole... positive things and, and you're getting better physically because we talked about last week how we're all much fatter than we used to be positive inner thought 
Rob, you talked for you waxed poetically for like 30 minutes on a previous episode about the importance of of self-reflection and meditation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what this is. You put the two things together. Sounds like you're killing two birds with one stone Four. And you're right, by the way, if I can jump in, as I always do, sure. <laughs> for Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, it, jump in. <laughs> it really is those two different approaches. It's the self-discipline of uh, the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo versus the wannabe street fighter of Cobra Kai, right? So like the, these are two different reasons that kids are getting into karate. And it's only it's the self-discipline version that really wins out in the end. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for helping me to form my opinion. I'm not sure you've really moved the needle uh, <laughs> on my opinion. I think my understanding of why one would take karate was for like the self-defense, you know, component. And I guess you have pushed me into the the like four column in doing it from like a meditative, like getting to, you know, be better disciplined. Like that makes sense to me. But like at the end of the day, it's like, it's a martial art. Like you're, you're learning this for self-defense or perhaps even offense. And at the end of the day, like karate has rules where like, if you're in a, uh, combat with somebody like you can't say no that's not allowed <laughs> like anything goes in combat so if i were to take on uh, a martial art i think maybe jujitsu has the most practical application from like a self that's like the throwing one i think it's like throwing and grappling judo. i think it's Jude grappling is yeah jujitsu is the grappling yeah 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 judo so, is like the yeah, judo is about throwing that one seems even like more unrealistic and seems impractical fun. It seems fun to throw somebody, but it also seems like they're tumbling more than they are fighting. So I think I'm against karate, but maybe for um, practical martial arts, I don't feel like I need uh, to focus on my discipline so much. If I were feeling undisciplined, maybe that could be a vehicle that I would That's use. Exactly what Leonardo would say. <laughs> I think I fall into the against category. And All right, again, thanks, like gentlemen. if you're doing it for self-discipline, there are other like you could do yoga, you can meditate, you can do so many other things. So, karate would not be at the top of my list if I yeah. really wanted to approach self-discipline. You two about to get your asses kicked just by Patrick's rule of talking about karate, <laughs> and then someone you're going to need to know karate. So <laughs> that'll enough. be your update next week. Getting your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right, Pat, <laughs> Pat, let's move on to you. What's your topic for us this evening? So my topic is. TV shows that re get released weekly. So how they were forever until <laughs> uh, streaming and DVDs um, came about. And it seems like um, nowadays, especially with Netflix, a show comes out and then we have this new word of binging and we will watch a ton of episodes in a row. Uh, Amazon has done this before, but now Disney Plus are releasing uh, their shows weekly which from a business standpoint makes a lot of sense. Cause if they have a show that lasts for three months, then you have people that come in for the show and they're going to pay for three months instead of one month and watch it over three days. Those jerks. So, yeah. So I get that. Um, and then uh, there's a little bit to when you haven't watched a show every week or waited a week in between for a while, there is like the anticipation for that day coming and for example, there's WandaVision and in between each week, the internet went crazy with speculation about what things meant and what was going to happen the next week and how storylines, and you wouldn't have gotten that without spreading it out. So those are kind of, I'm just putting that out there. I'm not saying whether it's good or bad. And I want to find out what you guys think. Um, 
Robbie, you look the most confused. Even <laughs> though you started first. the last Robbie one. First. I'm going to start with Robbie again. <laughs> Topics. Okay, perfect. Uh, I was going to be violently against this, <clears throat> but then, and I still am. I'm against. Uh, <laughs> a show that comes out once a week is so stupid. I want to watch things when I want to watch them. It's a no-brainer. But then I started thinking, well, what if they did like two episodes a week? Like, like every Sunday, it was like two episodes. Give me a little more. I watch one. I'm like, oh, that was so good. I wish I had another. <gasps> Guess what? I do. I have another. I think I would be for two episodes a week. But one episode a week is not enough because like you watch it. I feel like for me, I end an episode. And if I actually like it, I always want to at least go another step. Once you pop. Yeah, the fun don't stop. <laughs> so definitely, definitely, definitely against one episode a week. But I would be for for two episodes a week. <laughs> you know, usually we cycle around like, and I hear from everybody else, but I got to jump in and say, Robbie, you nailed it. Oh! <laughs> I was thinking about that too, because especially with WandaVision, it's like 20 what minutes. What is WandaVision? It's <laughs> Michael with his Leonardo lifestyle <laughs> of self-discipline and only you, doing things. You like had already said that you've never, at once. <laughs> you've never watched a Marvel movie before. So right. Marvel now has uh, TV shows on Disney Plus that are coming out. And the first one is called WandaVision. I literally thought that you were talking about a Wanda Sykes. like. <laughs> That's amazing. I'd watch um, that too, though. Yeah, but it's 20 minutes long. So like you're just barely getting into it before it's over. And it always like most shows that continue a story end with a cliffhanger. So I completely agree. If Because there's there was something about like, the anticipation for the next one. But then there's also something so satisfying of like cliffhanger and then immediately finding out <laughs> what's going on. I'm um, like the, the satisfaction of, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen. Oh, we get to see. So I agree. I think two episodes at a time minimum would really, but then what happens when that second episode is over? Oh, I completely understand. Now it's three. (laughs) Now it's three. (laughs) Slippery slope. At least you get that, that chunk. I still would rather just be able to decide for myself and watch as much as I want. But I completely agree with Robbie. You nailed it. This is a rare moment on four games or in our friendship in general. So (laughs) everyone soak this in. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go on to wine and see what you think. Uh, I uh, don't have the self-discipline uh, <laughs> that you guys do to uh, stop it too. You know, <laughs> if, if, if I were left to my own devices, I would watch these shows and I would watch the whole thing. Uh, and I have done that many times, watch for four hours and watch the whole of time and space melt away in front of me as I get engrossed in this television show. But that's not good for me. And it's probably not good for the art either in that I don't get to, you know, actually, you know, invest and reflect on, on what the show means and maybe not WandaVision where it's a show where it's about, you know, uh, Wanda Sykes, Wanda Sykes, (laughs) but a, a show that, you know, has, has real stakes and is really telling things like if, like if, true detective or a show that that was deep like that came out like all at once then the value in it or a mystery even any kind of mystery show would really i think lose some of its value in it um and have less of an impact to the audience and and less helpful for me um i 
I really kind of appreciate that they're kind of doling these things out a little bit. I hate to break it to everybody, but 2021, there's going to be an absolute dearth of contents because nothing was made for the first half of 2020 as they were figuring it out. Um, And now we're all seeing the things that were made in like December 2019 because it takes that long for production's sake. Um, And so you're going to have to get used to things being few and far between. Um, And uh, and actually for me, you know, it, it uh, I don't have those evenings where I just watch nine, nine episodes uh, of things in a row anymore. So I got to say I'm for it. it's better for me. It's better for the art. And, you know, it's, it's the way the artist intended it. Right. And so, you know, I'm taking it out of like the Marvel capitalist machine <laughs> and, and putting it maybe more in a in a higher pedestal than probably it deserves. But. I think, um, you know, I would be well, I would welcome, uh, uh, you know, weekly like, oh, it's Wednesday time to watch this. I would I would welcome the return to that. But that's not it's not all things are created equal. Like, sure. Not not every show is that high art. That's like, oh, I need to space it out for a week. No, I agree with you. Um, uh, I think, I you know, uh, that's probably true. But but I think yeah. it's not like Mike's taking the position that every show should be scheduled episodic. Yeah. He's just uh, saying that he's for the idea you know, of it. I think there's too. some shows where, where that is warranted. Even something like, you know, another show that that's like this is um, Marvelous Miss Maisel comes out on a weekly basis. And, and that show is an hour long and there's a, there's multiple plots and subplots. And, and you know, I feel satisfied after an hour and, and then I get excited when it comes out the, the next week. So so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm for this. Okay, McFadden. All right. Well, I have to side with Mike Winan. We're, we're a house divided here, uh, 2v2. And Mike, you pretty much nailed it. Exactly what I was going to say. You even used my example that I was going to talk about of True right. Detective. Season one, not season two. Season two could have <laughs> not come out at trash. all. Been... <laughs> but uh, season one was incredible. And I had uh, fond memories uh, talking about uh, the show with my older brother as we were trying to guess what was going on and, and all of the... Uh, fan uh, theories that were floating around the internet. The same uh, could be said for uh, Game of Thrones. That was like a, you know, global cultural phenomenon where everybody was eagerly anticipating what was going to happen. Um, I would have conversations with students who watched some of those shows. um, And, you know, did you watch it last night? It was insane. It was crazy. Like, you don't get that when everything drops at one time. And once the shows have been out, then they do become available for binge watching. And so if you're the type of person that needs to, you know, consume it all at once, then yeah, just wait a bit and then you can, you can do that. And then also just personally, I have zero, um, self-discipline. If there is a spread cheese or a dip of any kind, I'll eat all of it. My wife gave me a box of Mike and Ike's today. I think with the idea that I'd have a couple and I put them away, I ate the entire box. I looked at it; it was 490 calories in about 10 minutes. Did My you have teeth... like one of those, like a movie size box of Mike and Ike's? It was a 490 calorie size box. <laughs> it's a big right. box. And like, and I just, I felt bad. Um, like, I felt physically ill, and but I also felt depressed. Like, why Sounds did like I do we that? We need some martial arts in our life. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I do need karate in my life, and I definitely need scheduled episodic television doing. <laughs> so I am for it. Fair enough. I think you're the only flaw in your argument is you said, if you need to binge something, just wait for it to all be there. The whole point is that people can't wait. So they the binge binge person can't wait that week 
or wait the six weeks until again we out. gotta start taking karate <laughs> yeah everybody karate lessons next week instead of this podcast all right well thank you pat let's all take a quick break to hear from our sponsor for against is brought to you by our very own merch store that's right we have merch visit foragainstpodcom shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods we've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company printful.com so that means that any idea we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store processed by them and purchased by you check out our merch store at foragainstpod.com shop for against is also brought to you by CryptoSwatches.com. A crypto swatch is a digital collectible traded on the Wax blockchain. They're the easiest, most accessible way to get started learning about non-fungible tokens and crypto art. Visit CryptoSwatches.com today. And we're back. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our third topic for the evening. We're moving along to Robert Silver. Robbie, what do you have for us? This stems off of uh, something we started talking about in one of the last couple episodes, last we started week. talking about pizza. Last week, we were talking about Domino's and Mike Winan, the pizza snob, the seemed trash. to be anti-Domino's. <laughs> so my my topic is fast food pizza. And just to put some context around this, I looked up what the top selling pizza chains in America were in 2019. The top four restaurants were Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, and Papa John's. So think that category fast food pizza are you for or against i want to start with the pizza snob himself mike Winand. uh yeah sure i'm a pizza snob fine uh <laughs> I, I'll, I'll embrace the term listen if, if if i go to my friend's house and the big game is on and there's some pizza hut at the table hell yeah i'm gonna eat that i'm gonna get some pep i'm gonna get my pepperoni on i'm gonna get some get some of those crazy bread if it's there i love a good crazy bread but i'm not going to order this for myself if i have other better options around and maybe growing up in chicago you know in the chicago area where there were better pizza options um that uh that have become a snobbish to use your term to use your <laughs> your term upon not me my term it's a term that um, you call people like you uh, but <laughs> You know, I will eat it, but like, but like, there are other options out there. I'm not eating pizza left and right all the time. It's not good for me, and this is not good. So if I'm gonna make an indulgence, I'm gonna really enjoy myself. I don't want to feel like trash eating trash. I am against Domino's, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, and Papa John's. Jet Pizza is an exception because it's the Detroit style, which is. Uh, what I really like right now, Rob, you know, you've tried it. You've yeah, liked it's it. the best. Mike, have you not heard of the Shakaroni Papa John's pizza? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think you maybe need to reconsider your position because one Shaquille O'Neal has his very own branded Shaq style pizza called the Shakaroni. And I'm listening. You should give it a try. I haven't eaten it, but I don't need to eat it to know that it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough what, com what comes on the shakaroni pizza do we know i don't know i think shack bits pepperoni but it's the same size of a 17 size 17 shoe and it has Shaq's secret sauce <laughs> well mcfadden walk us through your thoughts a little bit further all right i will i'm gonna keep going um you know what mike i i appreciate your position that if there are better offerings to be had um you should have them and I can't disagree with that logic, but 
I just think that Domino's, uh, Pizza Hut, Little Caesars, and Papa John's are also uh, good pizzas. No, they're not as good as Giordano's. I will qualify that a bad pizza That's... is still good. Yes, right. you... exactly. Right. Like, and that's so, true. But yeah, like, like um, the worst pizza, like the Lunchable pizza that was like a piece of pita bread, ketchup and mozzarella shreds. <laughs> that was still pretty good. <laughs> We're good. It was, yeah. it was that was the worst. That pizza. was the worst pizza you could have. And it was it's also still the worst pizza. lunch. It was also the worst Lunchable you could have. But like you're like psyched about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like all of these go into the fucking. And, I mean, and you felt like a chef because you got to make it yourself. Exactly. Uh, they're good pizzas. Like Domino's has gotten notably improved over the past decade. Um, Little Caesars, like crazy bread is delicious. It's 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 crazy. It's how crazy good it is. how good it is. <laughs> it's crazy. I've oh, man, they have about... it's like a cinnamon cinnamon sugar version of it. When I was a kid. Oh, God, I would eat yeah, the hell out of that it's now. Delicious. I've but, already um, talked about the shakaroni. I do want to push back. I don't believe that Pizza Hut is a fast food pizza. It is a sit down restaurant. Uh, what are you talking about? I sat down at I sat down at waiter or a waitress. Yeah, you're waited on when you no, go there. I know. Yes, they, 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 they do. Who goes there? <laughs> I went there. I watched the Berlin Wall fall there at uh, two for Tuesdays. At um, how old are you? I was like four. <laughs> I remember that vividly because my parents were like, "You got to watch this." <laughs> okay uh, so pizza again hut is still fast food pizza if you could get it at an airport instantly like it's already <laughs> there in the box just to take and go it is fast food pizza that's a different thing that, it's I, the same, that personal pan yes it's pizza hut lambert international i have no fond memory i'm for i'm for all of these pizzas I'm for worse pizzas. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I've already mentioned if there's dip or, or cheese, I'll eat all of it. Um, and that's the same with pizza. I will not stop eating the pizza until there's no more pizza. I'm for. Well said. Patrick, how about you? Do are you guys familiar with Marco's? Yes. Vaguely. No. Um because that what? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, I would also can consider it like a fast food pizza but it's it's really good i actually really like it um especially compared to some of these other ones um i will say we, every once in a while we'll have little caesars because they have the hot and ready and i think if you're going to get a fast food pizza you should at least get it immediately <laughs> so i do like that uh so i'm going to be four because of the hot and ready little caesars pizza Berlin Wall fell on a Thursday. I want to clarify, it fell on a Thursday. <laughs> Three for Thursday. Three for Thursday, something like that. I, Robbie, I don't know, it's four. Do we need to hear from you, Robbie? Did, did sure. You sure. I mean, listen. <laughs> Wine and a snob. Fast food pizza is great. You you articulated it perfectly, McFadden. Even the worst fast food pizza is still good pizza. And Pat is also right. If it is fast food pizza, it should be immediate, or it should at least be cheap. And let me tell you, I had to do some investigating tonight. So about a half hour before we started recording tonight, I got myself Domino's Pizza. And I was able to get myself two medium pizzas, each with two toppings, for a grand total of $12 and change. And it was delicious. And it was inexpensive. And it was fast. And it, honestly, any combination of some version of baked bread with some layer of tomato sauce and with some layer of cheese is automatically going to be good. And I will always be for that wine. And I agree with you, 
good pizza from Chicago or New York or Detroit is better than fast food pizza, but that doesn't mean that fast food pizza is not good. It is still very good. Four, 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 four. Rob, if it's at your house and you, I'm gonna eat it, but you know, I'm against. Be happy about it. <laughs> no, I, I will. I don't enjoy it. It's pizza. You can't be against. That's pizza. exactly the point. And you just you have to pay own... him for a couple of slices. Yeah. <laughs> I was I waiting for that. that. I thought that's All what right. I was gonna say. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. Let's let's move along now. We are now on to our final topic of the evening, and Mr. Mike Winan is going to introduce it to us. Mike, away, Mike McFadden, I think you're going to have a lot to say about this one. Uh, my topic is user-owned virtual real estate. So uh, the blockchain has expanded into, uh, into real estate, the other hottest market in town. Um, there are a number of of universes, if you will, metaverses, uh, metaverses, the they terminology. use apologies um, <laughs> that you can uh, use blockchain currency to uh, live in virtually and actually own a piece of quote unquote land. Uh, and oh boy, are people uh, the one that's the largest <laughs> is called Decentraland. It's had over $50 million in, in real U.S. American currency sales of land, avatars, wearable things for your virtual self. Imagine The Sims, uh, but shittier, and it costs <laughs> real money to have things. That's what this is. Um, a patch of land in Decentraland, in Decentraland uh, was sold on April 11th, Year of Our Lord 2021, for 572 thousand dollars so the equivalent of like a five bedroom house in the united states um and yet it's just current it's just you know ones and zeros attached to a blockchain where you get to own it um i'm curious uh both myself and mike mcfadden registered for this game um and i'm gonna tip my hand a little bit and say that i've played a lot of like shitty video games lately thanks to our friends over at um bundle buddies buddies. um and uh this game sucks but (laughs) is there something behind it like uh mike mcfadden uh you you were in decentraland what was it like as a visitor yeah all right picture for us i don't quite understand it okay so i think there's a a few things that we need to lay out and i'm going to do my best to articulate my understanding because one might say to themselves well like what is somebody buying for a half a million dollars in decentraland uh, my understanding is that this is a virtual world and there is a finite amount of land upon which you 90, can play plots. it's a ninety thousand plots mm-hmm. okay so uh, so imagine The Sims or Second Life or any of these like 3D virtual worlds where you can just like walk Minecraft. around. Did you say Minecraft? Things. Minecraft could probably fall into that category as well, except that it's um, there's there's a scarcity in in the world space, and so I believe people are uh, speculating that like land in Manhattan or beachfront property in Miami, uh, Miami, like it's going to appreciate because there's going to be a lot of people that are wanting to spend time there and they're going to be able to sell it at a later date. Um, now, perhaps some of the people that are buying uh, this land, uh, they are building things in world uh, to get the people who are spending time there to go to their plot of land and 
I believe that the the mechanisms are in place where you could start charging people for in-world currency, which is not just confined to the game, but could be outside of the game as well. And, you know, like, so it was like real money. Um, of course, you have to exchange it on weird crypto exchanges. But at the end of the day, I think that people are are looking towards what this could be in view the $500,000 as not a purchase for something that has value now, but may have value that far exceeds its current, you know, price tag in the future. Um, so that's the, sort of the context that I, I can bring to the table here uh, based can on I ask my- ask a follow-up question? Somewhat nope, limited like, understanding. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Robbie. Okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. What, the, the what, uh, what's your who, question? The person who paid half a million dollars for a plot of land, do they get to choose where their plot of land is relative no, to specific, all the other land? It was like a specific one, just like they 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 chose the one that they purchased. Yeah. But it's yeah. not like they buy a plot and then get to put it somewhere. It is like real land. Like, they, so they, like in in the physical world, you know, they say that the, the three main keys of real estate are location, 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 location right? Location. And so it's about like where you are in relationship to other things. All those. It's like, are there? Is there a downtown district that this that's guy the, bought that's land? That's the next shitty year? part of this game is that there's like nothing to do there. Mike, to your point where it's like, you know, they're speculating that people are going to want to spend time there. But Decentraland at this point sucks balls. Um, <laughs> yes. So I would never want to be there. <laughs> so Mike, Mike is correct. Um, it is. It's not fun um, <laughs> at all. However, it has the potential to be fun, and there is uh, an historical element to this, in that this is one of the first games to enter into like the virtual um, metaverse, crypto-backed, you know, gaming. And so it's it's sort of imagine if you could own the first level of Super Mario and and do things with that, like you could put in a toll. So every time somebody wants to get to you know the dungeon like they need to pay you like with real currency i think that that's sort of how people are thinking about how this might go but it it isn't there yet and so this is all pure speculation and uh not for that reason i'm against it but i am against it i'm against it because even the best version of these types of games the sims second life the ones that have been commercially successful i find them in, to be incredibly boring they have zero appeal to me so even if this is as good as the best version of this type of game i just i don't have any desire to spend any time in these virtual worlds i get that other people do but it's just not something that I'm interested in at all. And I am really interested in like crypto in, in certain ways and like, you know, like my crypto swatches project and some other things that I'm doing. Um, but just because it's crypto, that does not inherently make me want to do it. So I am against virtual real estate for me personally. I will be very surprised if I log back in to the game for a second time. <laughs> Patrick, uh, who is also a, a crypto freak. Uh, what and are your a, thoughts? And a gamer. And a gamer. Um, well, I own like about a square mile of space. <laughs> and so, um, I did actually try to buy. Um, there is another one that was getting sold on the Wax blockchain. I tried to buy a plot because I knew so that I would. Sononym space? Is that, that the one you're thinking no. no. I would have to look it up. But um, I knew I could flip it either right away or hold it for a little bit. But my wallet. Um, like froze up and like it wouldn't work. 
And um, it sucked because people who are flipping it right away, they were making like $250. So I almost made $250 flipping <laughs> virtual land. Hell of a story. Uh, yep. Uh, but anyway. I didn't feel sincere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I, I think stuff like this like has potential. Your favorite book of all time is Ready Player One. Is that correct? Uh, no. No, I mean I liked okay. it. <laughs> you liked it, yeah. So could you see like this turning? I, into well, I was gonna of... say like it almost seems like it has to be like virtual, where you're like being able to visit the places in a more interesting way. Um, but something like this is all, already very successful. It's just done in a different way, and a lot of these things that are done on the Earth? blockchain, yes, <laughs> um, in, including even this, these NFTs. Like they don't seem like they need to happen on the blockchain. Um, you don't need to use the blockchain in order to get paid for making a digital good. Um, and there's a game called Roblox that is like the biggest game in the huge, world for huge. kids right now. And um, anyone can make a game in Roblox and then anybody can play that game and you can sell things in the game. You can sell like, like a, a game pass so that you're able to get extra things or you could sell like digital clothing. And there's, there's, um, I played with my little cousins and there were games where you would go in and it would, you'd like try to find objects in the world. And then it was just surrounded by stores of clothes that you could buy. These people were making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, just selling digital clothes to children. Um, so there's definitely like something there where, um, I know the one that you're talking about wine and there's some AAA studios actually bought some space because they want to build some like cool experiences there where they think they can make some money. But again, you don't need the blockchain in order to do any of this. And it, it seems kind of insane to spend $500,000 when it, it could be six months from now, people decide it's not worth anything anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's just a risky space. I'm a, I'm against it. I think in general, uh, cause I, I don't think it needs it, but I don't know. I think I'm just against. Okay, Robert, you you didn't do any of the prior reading, uh, but Mike <laughs> and Rob have talked about it. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, his name is Pat. Don't ever call him by my name. Oh, sorry, <laughs> well, This is going really weirdly because I, going into this topic, I would have thought for sure Pat and McFadden would be for this and I would be against this. But they're both against, and I might be for this, <laughs> All right. which is crazy. This is just you being a contrarian. You don't actually, you're not actually for this. You just no, want to so, be opposite of whatever that is. Well, <laughs> we started on a good foot. We were in agreement on the TV thing. But so Pat actually is right in this case that, that it does not need to be based on the blockchain. And I think too many businesses these days base themselves in crypto just because they feel like that's what they're supposed to do. Crypto does serve a purpose but it doesn't need to be just automatically applied to everything. So I'm going to put that part of it aside and think more about owning virtual land. And I think it's really, really dumb to spend half a million dollars <laughs> on a piece of land where there's nothing there and you're just guessing. I also don't love the idea that they, they are creating artificial scarcity. So there's a limited number of plots 
but that's just a made for now, up thing. right? Yeah, they could just press a button and then there's twice as many. Exactly. You know, the reason that land has value on Earth is because there is real scarcity. We only have the land that we have, and we're not going to have any more on this planet. And so I don't love the idea of just buying land with the I hope with the hope that it becomes a place that people want to be. Having said all that, when we had the bundle buddies on a few weeks back, I was the one who am not a, I'm not a gamer at all. Everyone else had done at least some form of gaming. But the one game in my entire life that I got kind of got obsessed with was Harvest Moon. Yep. And this was back on Super Nintendo. So this was back in Stardew Valley, baby. Check it out. Say that again. Stardew Valley is the exact same game. only. Oh, OK. Current. So maybe I will. Um, but this was back in the late 90s. But I was obsessed. And the idea, if you don't know, Harvest Moon, you basically are a farmer and you own your own plot of land. You own your farmhouse. You take care of animals on a farm. And then you can go into town, you can barter and trade, you can go to festivals. And I could so see a modern virtual world of Harvest Moon where it's like, oh, I want to actually pay real money to own my own farm, my own virtual farm, and like build it up the way I want to do it. And I I totally get that because of how obsessed I was with Harvest Moon, I 100% could see people doing it. I can't see them spending half a million dollars on it, but I could see them spending five hundred dollars on that and like really buying a piece of land that's theirs and then if, especially if it's um what do they call it a multiplayer game what rpg <laughs> role player no multi massive mad, speaking yeah, what, of a place of authority right now Robert. <laughs> yeah, whatever the bundle bodies were referring to multi-massive rpg MMRPG. yeah i could oh. definitely see this working in that scenario yes. so so I'm, you're yeah go, go ahead. ahead you're well you're like, I totally get what you're saying, and I don't think you're wrong. The thing is that I would say about 20% of the games that came out in the last year, you can do that in. <laughs> like, it doesn't need this, this garbage. There's one game, Robbie, where literally there's, like, a universe worth of planets and stars built in this game called No Man's Sky, and everyone starts in a different place in the universe, and you might never see another human, and you can claim planets, you can build your own bases and gardens and whatever you want, then you can invite people to come and hang out in your space. So like all this stuff already exists, but you don't need to spend 500 grand to make a shitty version of it. Yeah. The blockchain is just not developed enough right now. So it's like we're reinventing a, a much worse version of something that already exists, but it's not controlled by a central authority. And so be by being decentralized that it that's its value proposition i think that 99 of people don't even understand what i just said let alone care about it <laughs> yeah well all i know is that wine's topic in the outline says user owned virtual real estate so that's the topic i'm taking and i'm for that topic <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> all right mike where do you stand uh you know mike mcfadden you equated this to um you know owning a piece Bye, of pat Pat's waving goodbye. Bye, Pat. <laughs> Once again, ditching out before the lightning round. Uh, but you equated this to being uh, owning a piece of uh, of Manhattan, and I would argue that owning a piece of uh, of Decentraland is more like owning a piece of Jericho or Atlantis, because this is the first <laughs> version of this. And Jericho now is just a desert. And um, so I wouldn't recommend anybody buy any Decentraland because it sucks so bad. But I do <laughs> see the concept 
um, as, as being real. I think over the last year, we realized that, you know, face-to-face interaction is actually not required for most of our, you know, existence, existence, (laughs) right. And as the technology advances, uh, I'm, you know, like it or not, I personally probably don't like it. Um, you know, people are going to be less and less inclined to see each other face to face. And, and I very much could see these, you know, virtual worlds taking over some of that space. And I also could definitely see somebody seeing a value in that space, not being controlled or, uh, centralized by a government agency. Um, and so this is happening. This there's nothing we can do to stop it. Uh, it's just, you know, they need to spend at least a little bit of money uh, on developing a place that people actually want to go to, um, which isn't happened yet. Well, they should um, be able to do that since they yeah. sold 50 million dollars. Of the 1,165 games that exist on on the, uh, you know, the bundle for so, uh, racial justice and equality, all of those games seem like that somebody spent more time to develop <laughs> the, the graphics and the, and the user experience than Decentraland where they've made 50 million or at least 2% of $50 million or whatever it is. Um, so I'm against these user owned virtual real estate. I am for, because I'm buying into the future uh, of it in the future, whether I like it or not. By the way, All you right. mentioned a really interesting thing about how Decentraland and decentralized virtual worlds in general could potentially escape any form of government yeah. that do you think that they would naturally choose to form a government on their own? Like, cause if within, it gets fascinating the metaverse. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a fascinating idea of, of sociology and psychology. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. yeah. Just stay tuned. <laughs> All right. Well, Thanks, Mike. And uh, now it's time for the lightning round. Uh, We're going to go really quickly through five topics and I'm going to be leading it. And this is going to relate to sort of the idea of karate. And this is the the theme is things that you thought were cool as a kid. And do you still think that they're cool? Would you still want to partake or be these things? Um, Are you ready, gentlemen? Yes. Ready. All right. We're going to go Robbie and then Mike. Pat had to go tend to his baby. So the first one is being a firefighter. Robbie, did you ever want to be a firefighter as a kid? Do you want to be one now? Just so I'm clear, are these, do I want to be a firefighter or for anybody? You. Okay. No, I would like firefighters to (laughs) exist. (laughs) You personally, like, is is it appealing? And forget about the, like, practical implications. Like, you see a firefighter or like a fire truck, you're like, I want to be on that. Uh, against, I always thought I was always grateful for them, but I never had the instinct to do that. I was like, okay, cool. They get to put on a heavy uniform and go into a fire. Not that fun. Okay. Mike. Firefighters are cool. Like, like they do a real thing that, and they can see the proof of the value of their work, man. I I wish I could have that working (laughs) on the internet for the last 15 years Four. All right, I'm I'm for it too. I even gave serious contemplation to becoming a firefighter. And then I know you did. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, skydiving, uh, Robbie. Is skydiving something you want to do? I don't even like roller coasters. I'm <laughs> definitely against skydiving. No, thank you. Okay, Mike. Uh, skydiving is a thrilling, uh, eye-opening, uh, dare I say, life-affirming uh, activity. I recommend it for all people. 
Um, if you want to completely separate from yourself and be in the true moment is a fast forward to years and years and years of meditation because it is happens in an instant and there you are and you better be in that moment. Um, it, it is, uh, it's thrilling. I've only done it the one time. I don't think my wife will let me do it again. Uh, but I would in a heartbeat for, all right. I would like to do this and I'm kind of surprised that I haven't. All right. Let me tell Michelle that I'm doing something not skydiving. Not that dangerous, actually. <laughs> Great. Mike says, all right. <laughs> uh, having a Ferrari, Robbie, or any uh, like obnoxious, like flashy sports car, is that appealing to you? You see one of those, like, that's cool. I want to drive that. I am so against... I, it is not necessary. I have a 10 year old Ford Explorer and I plan to keep driving it until it just drives itself into the ground. I use my cars for practicality, not for showing off. Okay. Thanks. Winan Ferrari. So I uh, go to gold's gym sometimes, uh, particularly in the previous, uh, period before COVID. (laughs) Yeah. And there are two guys at my my gold's gym who have Lamborghinis. And I know for a fact that the base price for Lamborghini is something like 220 grand. And that's without any of the add-ins, but they're still only paying the same $41 a month that I am <laughs> for their gym membership. So like, I don't understand the, the economics of that or the purpose of that or where or why they're choosing to spend the money the way that they are. Um, so I'm for race cars in a race track. I don't think I need to see one on William Cannon Boulevard again. <laughs> All right. I too am against Ferraris. Um, I, I don't know if I was ever for them. Um, like Rob, I've got an old car. Mine is 16 years old. Hey. And uh, I intend to not only drive it into the ground, but drive it to the ground, repair it, <laughs> then drive it into the ground a second <laughs> time, which I've already done. Um, so I'm against Ferraris. They're impractical. They can't even go over a speed bump without like major <laughs> strategic you know, positioning. Uh, Robbie, eating all the ice cream. <laughs> for or against are so is this for or against when we were a kid or for or against now 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 these are like things that like yeah. when you were a kid you saw all the ice cream like i was gonna eat the entire carton like all right but now uh, you still you, are we being literal about this like literally all the ice cream or just a lot of ice cream we could say a lot of ice cream okay i'm for eating a lot of ice cream because it's delicious and <laughs> it's a sweet treat that makes me happy and like yeah, sure. A few spoonfuls probably does the trick and you get, um, uh, what's the word? Diminishing returns after each spoonful, but I still want more and more. I love ice cream. Yes. Okay. Michael. Flavia usually scoops out the ice cream in our household and puts them into bowls. And it's always less than I hoped it would be because <laughs> it's a reasonable and rational amount. But I always look at it and go, oh, okay, this is what I get. And I deserve that. Uh, so I'm for eating all the ice cream. If I could, um, I'm on a diet right now, but if I wasn't, man, I would house some bluebell right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I definitely yeah. prefer eating straight out of like a pint carton than putting that into a bowl. You ate uh, ice cream. Not Yeah. It's not like <laughs> a ton of it. Just, just a ice cream. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I too am for um, eating all of the ice cream. This falls into my category of uh 
cheese dip and pizza. <laughs> um, if it's there, I'm going to eat it until there's none left to be consumed. All right. And finally, our last lightning round topic, staying up past your bedtime. Robbie, that's probably something you wanted to do when you were a kid. Is that appealing still today? And I still do want, I want to do it, but um, I would only be for this if I could sleep in late knowing that my daughter would also sleep in late. <laughs> but my daughter doesn't choose to have the same sleep schedule as me and she's going to wake up early no matter what. So if I don't, if I stay up past my bedtime, I'm not getting enough sleep and I'm grumpy and grouchy. Thanks to Drew. So <laughs> as a, as a parent, like literally the, the, the week before parenthood, I would have been so for this. Yeah. Stay up later. I'll make up the sleep later the next day. I'll take a nap. I'll, I'll go to bed early the next day. But you have so few hours as a parent to like do you make up any of sleep. So I'm against. Okay. Mike, uh, past your bedtime. Somebody uh, tuned me into the the um, psychological phenomenon that, that happens of revenge against the day that we spend so much of our time during the day doing stuff for other people, for our employers, for you know chores that we have to do that we stay up late because that's our time and it's like rebellious against the day. And it's like, this is who I get to be. But in the end, it, it, it's definitely, uh, uh, you're only, you know, the only person you're hurting is yourself. Um, I went to bed at like nine 45 last night and man, it felt good. Uh, so I am against stay up past your bedtime. Yeah. For, I think probably both the reasons that you just uh, both expounded upon. I am also against that's our lightning round gentlemen. Thank you very <laughs> hey. much. Thanks for participating in this show. I appreciate you both. Uh, less so Pat, because he keeps ditching out He's early. Right. But that's a decent <laughs> excuse. Uh, everybody, you can find us on Instagram at for or against pod. We post once a week. <laughs> and uh, to let you know when our show is airing, Saturdays at 5 a.m. Uh, tell a friend, an aunt, an uncle, any run really about this show. Just anybody. So, Strangers. So, yeah. Who in the virtual world, the real world. All of the above. Subscribe if you're not already. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. And we will catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast. We build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man. This show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy. Where do we start? I also drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to for or against? So turn the volume up. This is for or against.